Thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Thinking, thinking out loud. All right. That's good, guys. Especially black people. It's a very black week for me. You're listening to Thinking Out Loud, by the way. Uh, it's your boy, Modest Zach. There's quite a lot to talk about today. I mean, you know, it's Valentine's Day week. I was going to do some lovey-dovey stuff and questions, you know, from boys to girls. But so many more important things have happened that I feel like it would be ignorant of me to ignore all of those things. So, first and foremost, we're kind of forever to everyone out there listening. And uh, I'm back with China, who you lot all met last week. Say hi, darling. Hi. And her two housemates, the illustrious Tony, Tony, Tony. Say. Hey. And the ever elegant Jacqueline. Say hi. Hello. Um, we all saw Black Panther together. And we're going to talk about that first. Now, it's going to be completely spoiler free. So you don't have to worry about that if you ain't seen the film yet. I, I've, there's a lot to talk about, so probably will come back to it at some point and discuss all the themes, you know, the, the story, because the story is a, a big part of the film, obviously. But I just want to talk about why the film was so important. Um, I'm going to do it in two, two parts. First, I'm just going to talk about it as a film, just as a Marvel film. Um, and then second, I'm going to talk about all the black aspects and what they mean. Because initially, before I saw the film, I saw all the tweets, you know, people saying, oh, how important this film is to the culture. And I also saw all the tweets of people being like, calm down, guys, it's just a film. I was kind of like that at first, like, calm down, it's just a film. But then after talking to, like, my dad in particular, he explained it to me, why the film's so important. And I decided to, you know, to change my view. And especially after I saw the film, it, it was all clear to me. So... First, just as a superhero film. First of all, girls, did you did you like it? Yeah, amazing. Amazing. I mean, just as a just as a superhero film, it it was pretty good. The acting is good. Uh, good action scenes. Not too much comedy. I feel like if there was too much comedy, it would have taken away from the whole plot anyway. So it had it all. It's a good superhero film. I feel like people who just go to see Marvel films, they're gonna enjoy this film. You know, the black part is important, but it's not, like, forced in there. So just as a film, you know, it's good. And it's great that it's doing the numbers that it's doing because that's, that says a lot for the future of films in general. So now the black part, the stuff that really resonated with me. I was very worried at first that Disney and Marvel were just going to put out, you know, like a Captain America or Spider-Man film just with black people and just cash in on this whole... Because, you know, you, you can do the research. It shows that the black dollar, the black pound, even though we don't have a lot of money, we spend it all. Like, when we get behind something, we really get behind it. So, and obviously the figures show this because it's the most pre-sold film of all time already. And... um so I was just worried that Disney and Marvel like, knew no matter what we were going to see it and they would cash in on it. And I'm happy to say that I was wrong because 
the, the, I mean, not only is there, there's no character flaws. And what I mean by that is normally when it's a black film or something like that, something big is going to happen. Like, oh, the dad happens to have a love child. Or like, you know, just something dirty. And, and it's just a stain on it. Because if you think about all the, the, the great black films in history, there's always something that's going on that's, that's not right, that's not pure. But this is just a, a pretty pure film throughout. Uh, the acting was top-notch. The, even the dialect, I mean, like, if you look on the map, I mean, well, obviously not on the real map because Wakanda's not a real country, but on the Marvel map, Wakanda to the south of Africa. So all the people from there had a, a South African accent. And the mountain tribe was a bit further north. Their accent was more, you know, like Nigerian almost. So they, they clearly did their research. They got a good director in Ryan Coogler, who's he's really got his fingers on the pulse. He knows what he's doing. And he did his thing with this film. This film is really, really good. <laughs> like, really good. And I feel like it's so important. Because, as I said, the black dollar, black pound, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. So the money's going to be behind it. And now Disney and Marvel and, and other filmmaking industries, they're not going to be able to ignore this. Like They're not going to be able to ignore the fact that black people have shown up, spent money, and at the end of the day, it's a business. These that want money. So I would be very surprised if we don't see many more you know, black-centric casts and you know, not just in like, Tyler Perry movies. I'm talking like real blockbusters. Now, to the naysayers out there, because again, I saw people saying, it's just a superhero film, guys, blah, 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 blah. And then I saw also people saying that they should donate 25% of the money back to the community, which might be the dumbest thing I've heard all year. Because if you really think Disney and Marvel are doing that. But anyway, there already are these films that you lot are talking about. Oh, what we should have is a black film top to bottom. They're already out there. It's just that they're tiny and nobody sees them and nobody's heard of them. This is Disney and Marvel. You know, what, what, do, what do you expect? And at the same time, they still got a black director and black actors from top to bottom. There's two white people in the main cast. And the, the rest are all very, very black. So, so I don't know what more you lot want. And the money going back to the community, that's silly. Because obviously these actors are getting a big payday. And what they do in their own communities, that will speak for itself. So... I don't know what you lot want. Go see the film. It's, it's really, really good. A big part of the film, though, were, were black women. Quite a, a lot, I mean, all of the black women in the film, actually, were shown in a either powerful, in a positive light, bold. So uh, I want to know what you lot think about that as uh, three black women yourselves. Is it good to see? Is it something that, do you like? Did you like it? Were yeah, you jealous? jealous i don't know <laughs> i think it was a very um good representation of black women mm-hmm. in the um in the film um especially because they're all like quite strong and they they're very much like they're all fighters yeah like, all of them what, what, what was the lady's name the one that was pretty much the um the king's right hand man oh i can't remember her name but the bold one shuri oh, his little sister no um oh I can't remember, but anyway, she was amazing. And yeah. like she like she just kind of resonated power 
Like even when they were in the um the casino and she like <laughs> well, she <laughs> yeah, well, she, yeah, well, don't give spoilers. Oh I think <laughs> that's in the, the trailer. Casino and that, yeah. Maybe. Whatever she did. Like just the fighting scenes, everything, they just it was yeah, it was um, empowering. I mean, yeah, there were more there were more women fighters in the film than than men, actually. I mean, you know. Oh, and 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 when um I suppose quite empowering. When um the last fight with the the, yeah. the husband yeah. and he was just kind of just went on his one knee That's true. and just gave up and I was like It kind of, it kinda of makes you think what what can you do to emulate that? It, it all start it all starts from, with the hair, I'm telling you. Oh my goodness. You I'm cut that off, you will see that. empowerment like you've never seen before. <laughs> what about you lot, Tony and Jackie? What did you lot think of the film? Did you take away anything that I missed out? I think China said it really well. Like it was definitely very empowering, and it's always nice to see black women in a positive light because in a lot of films they're not really shown in the best way. They always have like a really weird or really disturbing backstory, but it was really nice to see it. Disturbing backstory. Not disturbing backstory, but you know it's always like always Talking something black women. Yeah, angry, angry all the time, and yeah, there wasn't a lot of. Oh, I mean, angry wasn't a, lot a different of type of light. Yeah. It's like they're angry. For their country, it's not like they're angry about men or anything yeah. like that. They're their own independent people they don't need. There weren't a lot of women scorned in the film. Even the romance in the film, it wasn't like forced. Like I feel like the film was very genuine in what they were trying to take away because it wasn't black just to be black. Like they weren't throwing up fists every every two minutes. And they, you know, Black Panther didn't look at his girl and be like, "Oh, I love your bald head." Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. The film was very genuine. Very genuine, you, and um, it's a, it's a, it's a very positive film. You lot have just got to go and see this. Now, moving on slightly, I was going to um, again, I said I was going to talk about Valentine's Day, but uh, a lot more stuff has happened, and uh, we're going to keep it on the theme of this, you know, whole culture and race race discussion. Uh. First up, first I want to take it back a bit. I want to talk about this Aziz Ansari. Do you lot remember the story about Aziz Ansari? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, three girls. Did, have you lot ever been in a situation like that where you're basically people who don't know? Uh, this woman came out, and uh, Aziz Ansari is a big Asian actor. She she had said that um, she was on a date with him back at, and she went back to his house, and he was like a bit pushy, trying to get somewhere. She gave him head, but um, you know, she she wasn't all the way with it, allegedly, and then she ended up leaving, crying in the car, sent him a long text and whatnot. Now, when I when I read this story, I was like, well, this doesn't sound very harassing to me, but I do want to ask. I do want to ask you girls. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Like you've been on a date with a guy or something. He said he's been trying it on a bit too much. Does that make you feel like uncomfortable? To the point of like crying. To the point of crying. I mean, like, what would you do if if you were in that situation? What, as in a guy was being a bit too touchy feely? Well, like you, you, you were on a date with him. You went back to his house. Uh-huh. Um. He's, you know, trying to make moves and you're not, you're not really reciprocate. You're not in that mood yourself. Well, then I would be like, maybe I should call it a night and be like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. That's pretty much what happened. 
But then it's the aftermath. When she was in the car ride home, that's when she... Yeah, the f- but I'm pretty sure there was a bit more to the story than that. that. What, what am I missing out? I'm pretty sure there were like points where he was like taking out certain items out right. of his trousers. So. And he was trying to push his fingers down her mouth. What I what I read slightly harassing. Now, let me let me, as a as a man, mm-hmm. I just want to say, I'm I'm you know we're, we're simple folk. Yeah. If I happen to remove an item of clothing, whip something out, and you're not you're not feeling that, do you not think that by putting said part in your mouth? You're sending me the wrong message. What? Like, none of us were there to be honest. So like, we can't say maybe he was like, you know, do it. There was more conversation involved. Well, in the in the story, because this this is the story from her point of view. She said that he that that he he like he whipped it out, and then she she sucked it. So it's like. If she wanted to do it, then yeah, but we don't know what was said. Yeah, and also, just because she did that doesn't mean that she needs to then do anything else. It's no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't mean that at all. However, all I'm saying is that surely you can see how that might give him the wrong message. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, that might give him the wrong message because then he might think that she wants to do more than. Well, I mean, you know, I'm no, <laughs> I'm not psychic, but if I'm standing there and the girl's there surely you can forgive me for thinking this girl might like me they're how what they're in the middle of doing whatever but then at the point whenever she is just like okay well i don't want to do anything else then that should be it That's yeah yeah absolutely right and from from what the story said from what the story seems when she said that she wanted to go he was like okay and he offers to call her at uber but then it's the aftermath where she then decided to um Send him this long text saying how she felt, and it. I don't. I mean, I'm not. Obviously, he was. He's in the wrong because he shouldn't be pressurizing girls like that in any way. But can we really blame him for not knowing that something was wrong? That that's that's the point I'm trying to drive. It's not not that what he did was right, but can't we like allow him for for the ignorance? I don't see why we have to. I mean, I think it goes back to because nobody was there, you can't really tell the, like, mood in the room. I mean, like, with the, like, body language and all that kind of stuff, obviously. Like, he, if, if we were in the room and you were to see what was, was going on, you should be able to tell from somebody's body language or their reaction to whatever you're doing. Mm. Like, because no one was there, no one knows what genuinely was the, you know, direction things were going in between the two of them. So whether we should allow it or not, is really it's a bit of a difficult one. I guess, I guess. What I took away from the whole thing, actually, is that I feel like it, this had to happen to an Asian person because if it was a white guy, instantly we're all saying, oh, that guy's horrible, how, how could he? If it was a black guy, half of us are instantly going to be like, he ain't doing nothing wrong. I mean, I know I would have been like, I would have been like, he ain't do that. Why are you lying? But when it's an Asian guy, you have no, you know, it's like supporting Man U and something happening to a Chelsea fan. It's like you're able to remove yourself from the situation and just look at the facts. And, you know, because I feel like a lot of people do land in the camp of um, this 
women overreacted a little bit. But if it was a white guy, I don't think we would have had that same reaction. The same if it was a black guy. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Also, wasn't weren't they drinking? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. She was. So then, okay, I'm not trying to um, justify anything, but I know that some women, when they drink, they do things, and then afterwards, they're like, "Damn, I did that," and then that might have provoked said reaction. If you see what I mean, because at the time she was not. Exactly, she was on it. Like at the see, time, the confidence may have been like, "Wow, I'm here. Let me just do this." And then afterwards, when the drink has kind of gone a bit, mm. she's got into her car and she's been like, "Wait." She's actually deep thought what went down. But I think if that was the case, I think it was slightly unfair that she did that to him. Yeah, I mean, cause because it's one, it's, it's tarnishing his. Yeah, that that's my whole point. It's one thing to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Let him, like, she could easily let him know, text him, I didn't like this, this, that. He can take that and be like, okay, I'm sorry that you felt that way. Make sure it doesn't, it, that doesn't happen again. It's another thing to take that story to a gossip blog mm. when... Also money. Exactly. She probably got paid off that. Uh, she probably, I mean, I, again, this is more hearsay, but I wouldn't be surprised if she asked him for money first before she went to the, the press. But... I don't know. Don't. I think that um, a lot of these type of stories just coming out now, because especially there's like a lot going on, especially with like Harvey Weinstein and all that stuff. Yeah. I think there's just like a lot. So I'm not saying that people are using it as an excuse to like use it to say things that happen to them, but I feel like a lot of people are now just coming out and they wouldn't have come out otherwise if stuff wouldn't happen. See, I, un- I understand that and... You know, I respect that this whole Harvey Weinstein situation and whatnot is giving these these females the confidence to come out and tell their story. However, I have an issue with um dilute you're you're diluting you're diluting it to be fair because all these things that come out because this one I think is quite it's kind of silly. It's um you know she was uncomfortable. It's a bit silly, but. Now, the next ones that come out, it's going to make me look at them with a more sceptical eye. So, so it's, sometimes just take it, just hold it in. It's, 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 if it wasn't Aziz Ansari, would she have told anyone, you know? I mean, no one would have cared if it wasn't anybody worth the time. I mean... Exactly. Yeah. Nobody would have cared. So it's literally just because it's him. And if you do read the story, at the start of it, she talks about how they met at some event and um she had the same camera as him and initially he wasn't trying to give her no attention but then she went back to him and she showed him the camera and it seems to me this girl got a bit gassed up basically she saw Aziz Ansari and was like hold on that's Aziz Ansari oh we got the same camera then she quickly found out you know what he was about because he's obviously like not trying to connect with her he's just trying to get his rocks off but I don't know I don't know Ladies, stay safe out there. It's just, it's really hard because you can't really give advice on this. Because my whole thing is we want to, everyone's like, we got to focus on, you know, teaching boys, blah, blah, blah. But crazy people are going to be crazy no matter what. That's the reason they're crazy. They're against the norm. Because the issue has never been with normal men harassing girls because normal men don't do that. So it's how, how do you actually solve an issue like this? Because the people who 
are nuts and rapey are gonna always be nuts and rapey. That's true. But it is what it is. Now, moving on, uh, kind of sticking with Asian people, gonna talk about this Nike advert. Actually gonna swap out the seats so someone would like to move, make room for Kev, my housemate Kevl. He was on the first episode, he didn't say a word. Hopefully we I get... Guess, I know. This time I'll say something. We'll get a bit more out of him. Yeah. So there's this Nike advert. Uh, I'm sure most of you have seen it. Uh, it's about Londoners and, you know, it, it just, it's about three minutes long. It, it shows lots of different scenarios of what these Londoners have to go through in order to do their sports. So it's like a kid saying, oh, I've got to walk 20 minutes after school just to play football. And it, it shows a lot of diversity except for one field because they've got black boys, they've got white boys, they've got white, white girls, black girls, they've got, you know, boxing, different types of sports. Um, when I first saw the ad, I thought it was really good. And I, when I first did see it, I actually was like speaking to my friends. I was like, Nike really are always good at keeping their finger on the pulse. They are very, like for such a big company, they knock it out of the park time and time again with their advertising campaigns. If you look back over the last 10 years, a lot of the best adverts have come from Nike. Then right after I said that, <laughs> Asian people went up for because... You know, I mean, I'm from East London, so there are a lot of um, Asian people in London. And there's none in the advert. Well, there's, there's an Asian girl, she's literally the last part of the advert. But there's really none in terms of the sports and whatnot. And um, I I have thoughts on it, but I I believe you always have to show every side of a coin. You know, I couldn't sit here with a whole bunch of non-Asian people and us debate this advert and this impact without asking the age person himself. So I've got my housemate, Kevlin. He said he does have a lot of thoughts on this. So let's tell him what you thought about it. So, hi guys. Yeah, so when I first watched the advert, I was like, it's quite a cool advert. It's quite multicultural, quite diverse. Because London is the capital of diversity. Well, apart from Coventry 2020. Soon. <laughs> but um, when I did watch, I was like, there are a lack of Asians in there. And it, it made me feel there are, there are big Asians around. Like there were music artists in the actual um advert itself mm-hmm. and there is a few asian artists around such as still bangles even though he's from birmingham he's still a big artist but i know it's just london based yeah. so maybe there are other athletes out there that are asian and maybe it's not known like badminton hockey they're all quite big with the asian community but i feel maybe there's just a lack of that kind of um Representation. Yeah, representation of Asians yeah. in in the sports community, and that's probably down to how people portray them. Maybe, like in terms of football, you you don't really hear a lot about Asian footballers, do you? Maybe. No, I don't think yeah. Asian people like football that much. <laughs> well, um, I mean, it, it, it kind of raises a bigger question because obviously Nike, as a company, they're going to show what what will get views, and maybe they looked at it and they just saw again, there's not a lot of. Asian names that are big in sports. I mean, if off the top of my head, I can think of like Amir Khan and that, that might be it. Yeah, there's not many Londoners. Mohamed Salah, well, he's not even a he's Londoner. Egyptian, yeah, yeah so he's Aaron. Egyptian. And he plays for Liverpool, so that's not even a London club. But when I looked at it, I thought it might, it, it, will, it obviously hurt a few feelings, but I feel like it was a bit of a logical decision for them because... The adverts kind of realistic. Like, 
for example, when when they showed the hockey one, it was a white guy. If it was a black guy and they showed playing ice hockey, I would have been like, this advert don't really make no sense. So is it Nike who are to blame or is it just the fact that there aren't a lot of Asian athletes? I mean, from what I know anyway, a lot of Asian parents don't even push sports on their... Yeah, no, we're, we're, they are quite study-orientated. I yeah. do give you that, but where is freedom to play sport as well? It's just you don't get chosen for it. So you might be great and you might be good, but there's also other paths. There might be, okay, sport is one option, but if you can go into a business kind of mindset or mm. carry on your family business, then that seems to be the Asian mindset as as we know it. But it does change. Like I've been brought up in a London household. Yeah, I've been brought up in England. And my parents have pushed, they haven't pushed me to do sport or deduce um well i'm studying engineering so do do engineering mm-hmm. they let me be free to do what i want to do and i was okay at sport but obviously i'm not amazing and i didn't pursue it but if i was and if i was given the chance i would but you don't hear a lot of asian people given that chance it's, it is it's definitely something to consider but uh china did you see the advert i think you just watched it um yeah but i didn't watch it all i've literally watched like what two minutes of it oh it's only like two and a half minutes but do you do you think there's a valid point in terms of um like the representation of it do you do you feel like there should have been asian people involved considering that they're not really that huge in the sports community um i well kind of put you on the spot Um, you really did (laughs) i think that um so the issue is is that i understand your point there saying that if there's not many Asian people in the sports community, then who are they really going to pick? Mm. But at the same, in the same sense, with the same kind of question, we all know, like, off your head, if this was a black person and there was no black people in there, whether there was a lot of black people in sports or not, we'd be screaming. And we'd be like, we never get represented. And it's the same kind of idea, like... It just, uh, it would be nice for your people to be, to be represented. Even if like, I'm pretty sure there are kids, because there were kids in there as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure were. they could have found some Asian kids. That's it's true. not that hard. Yeah, no, yeah they, they, it probably, it wouldn't have hurt them to throw, to throw a few in there. Well, I don't feel like it reflects badly on the brand because like, I watched a, a, a Nike India commercial as well. And it was literally all about um, Indian women, you know, and, and all sports of that form. So I don't know, it kinda doesn't it kinda doesn't add up because Nike clearly aren't a racist company because they I mean, you know, they give they they give billions and billions of dollars to coloured athletes year in, year out. I mean, the biggest sporting athlete of all time, Michael Jordan, he he's black. So I don't feel like Nike is a racist company. Maybe they just drop the ball on this one. Yeah, it really, it really wouldn't have hurt to like just have an Asian kid in there. Um, yeah, so so you know, I, it's kind of like I don't hold it against Nike, but you kind of messed up a little bit. What could have been an overall great advert? Because aside from that, it's a it's a great advert. It, it puts out a good message, but now it's kind of got this this um black mark on it, if you will. Now, let me get right into this uh, mass shooting. If you didn't hear. There's a mass shooting in America. Was it today or yesterday? Two days ago. Two days? Oh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, it was a Valentine's Day shooting. So, American school. Uh, it was a white guy. Well, 
the guy's name was like something Ortiz or something. Oh, he was white. So but he, he was, yeah, he was white. If you see him, he is white. Now, I, I didn't know the guy's name at all, but I'll tell you the moment I knew he was white. When I saw the news article saying, um, it, was just, it just said, we have reports that the shooter suffered from mental health issues. The moment you read that, I'm like, oh, it's a white kid. <laughs> uh, it's a, so this, this 19-year-old had an AR-15. Wow. And killed, what was it? Was it 17? 17. 17 kids he killed. Now, I got a lot out of this. I don't know how there's still guns readily available in America. In, in Australia, I think it was between the years 1983 and 1996, there were two mass shootings, two. You know what the government did? They got guns up out of there, and they ain't had them since. In England, we just don't have guns in general. And you know how many mass shootings there are? None. People get, people get stabbed every now and then. <laughs> but... Wow. But you don't have guns. You can't get a hold of it. And this whole thing, guns don't kill people, people kill people. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. People with guns kill people. If I had a knife right now, I might be able to get one person in this room before the rest of them crowd me and, and jump me. If I have a gun, there's nothing these lot can do. If, and at the very least, even if you do have guns, you've got to make it hard to get. Because you can have guns in England, but you have to have like a hunting license and something like that. And then there's there's a couple countries in the world where you can have guns, but you have to like keep your bullets stored elsewhere. In America, you can just um, they have a three day waiting period if you go to a gun sh- a gun store. But if you go to a gun show, you can just walk in, buy a gun, and that's it, straight up cash. So, so I don't know. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. And, you know, these these lot keep talking about, oh, it's our freedom, the Second Amendment. People forget what the Second Amendment is actually about. The right to bear arms was put in the Constitution because American independence was largely based around British rule. And a lot of the original Constitution is putting things in place which would stop a government completely taking over because that's that's what the foundation of America is about you know, independence, being free, even though they have slaves and whatnot. But, you know, that's that's for another day. So the right to bear arms is really about not letting the army take your stuff. Now, that don't happen anymore. So you really don't need to be bearing arms for no reason. What do you need? What does a 19-year-old need an AR-15 for? Also, there's been all these memes going around lately about, like, the FBI, you know, like, the guys watching you for your cameras and whatnot. Where the hell are they? Um, if, if, first of all, if this kid was black or Asian, you know, or like Muslim, I think th- these guns would have been gone very quickly. I don't, and also, I don't even think that kid would have, would, would have been able to get to the school because they would have taken him up already. But they looked on his social media. People had been reporting this kid for months before the shooting because he'd been posting disturbing YouTube comments like, a couple of days before, one of the neighbours took a picture of him. This guy was doing target practice in his backyard of a pistol. 
How the hell did he get to the school with an AR-15 when you've got all these clear signs? The F- what are the FBI spying on us for? Are they just doing it for fun? If, if you're not getting crazy people up out of here, what's the point in even watching us? And the FBI, they said, because there was a YouTube comment that got, um, that's the one that got reported from him. They said, we didn't know who posted it. You're the FBI. <laughs> you can't find the kid's email? You, I, I don't, <laughs> like, it's, it's actually shocking for me. I don't know how this kid got away with it. And now 17 people are dead for no reason. You, America, you need to get guns up out of there. You really don't need them. Keep them for, for hunting, you know, if, if, if they even do that in America still. But keep them for hunting. But people don't need guns. Kids definitely don't need guns. I mean, as I said, this is something that would never happen in the UK. And I guarantee it would only take one occasion for guns to be up out of here completely. I mean, look what I'm with school dinners. It took a couple of fat kids and now now all the school wow. dinners are healthy. You know, I'll never forgive Jamie Oliver for that. But, I mean, yeah. Do you lot want to add anything in about this mass shooting? I think um, we had this discussion yesterday, actually. But the thing with America is that um, gun companies, like, back the government. Mm. So no matter how hard people are going to try... They're gonna lose all their backing, especially Donald Trump. Like, um, what was it? Um, the biggest gun company made like fifty billion, and thirty-one billion went into backing Donald Trump. So, so it's it's the, it's the government lobbying that. Uh, but it, it's crazy. At, at some point, you just got you got to say no to the money because. Go on. Sorry, but um, with the government thing, the issue is is that they don't really. They might may like they might say something about it on um, TV, but I don't think they really care enough. And the reason they don't care enough is because it's none of their kids. It's, it's got true. nothing to do with them. It's something that's just kind of happened, and they're like, "Oh right, whatever." But if it was one of their kids, I bet you any money that gun that gun law would be gone. It's true, uh, yeah, because a lot a lot of these politicians, the neighborhoods they're living in, you don't you don't really have to worry about that sort of thing. But it. I I've, I mean, I find it hard to say that they that, that they can't care though because it's it's really ridiculous that something like this can happen, uh, and they can just it's going to happen again. I mean, there's almost what did I read a statistic? There's like a mass shooting in America every every been, week. So from the since 2018, there's been six mass shootings yeah. in America. So that's one every week this year. Wow. I mean, well, as in, I'm not sure if it's every week, but that's how that's the statistic. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, no, no, no I, I believe you're right. Cause I've, I've read a statistic like that, and it's shocking how often this this is happening. But then, like, it begs the question: Why don't they? If they got legal guns, like if guns are legal in America, why don't they improve security in the schools? Like in the UK, you can't go into a school. You have to go through like reception first. You have to sign in. You have to mm. do all of that. There's big gates and everything. But in America, you can just walk in, and they have guns and. Why is that okay? They shouldn't. That shouldn't be a thing. It, it, I, it, <laughs> it's like it's one of the things that where the solution is so obvious that it just doesn't really make sense. There's get rid of the guns. I mean, yeah, they so they obviously need to tighten security at schools. But I wouldn't be comfortable sending my kid to a school. Where I know the security like because the security guards are going to have to have guns as well. 
I mean, what's next? The teacher's going to have to be packing under the table? It, well, one of them, one of the things that Tony showed me today, actually, one of the teachers got shot dead. Yeah, trying to protect them. Oh, boy, no job's worth that much. But, Honestly, but the thing is, you don't know that, do you? You kind of just assume we're going into this job and you're like, oh, it's fine. Whatever, you never think that there's going to be a mass shooting tomorrow. Apparently, a lot of the kids called it. Really? This this kid who shot up was messed up. I don't know how he was... I mean, we got to do something about mental health because I don't know how this kid was walking the streets because apparently a lot of people called it. His social media presence was very disturbing according to a lot of people and he'd been reported for like hateful comments towards other students and saying things like i'm going to kill you before and yet he's still in the school i mean you'd think to expel him i don't know how that would have ran at my school so like sorry can i ask a question um so how did it actually happen so like he just kind of came in he just went into school normal day and then just started no he was an ex-student yeah so he was okay. Ex- yeah, he was an ex student when he went in. And his mother died, his adopted mother died a couple of weeks or days before. And he was seen shooting chickens um, in his backyard. He got reported, nothing happened. And then he went into the school and shot the kids. Just snapped. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I just. A lot of schools now actually hold mass shooting lessons. Yeah. So these kids, they have to learn. <laughs> how to deal with a mass shooting. They teach you, like, to get under the table. They teach you how to talk to the police when they arrive. I mean, it's quite an interesting article, actually, because they tell you when you see a police officer, you know, and if you are survive, if you happen to be sur- surviving a mass shooting, uh, you've got to get on the floor straight away because when the police go in, they're looking to kill first. So if you see a, a police officer and you're making all rather a noise, you're, you're likely to get shot. But it's crazy that People have to even go through this. I wouldn't feel comfortable sending my kid to to school in this area. I definitely wouldn't. I don't know if I'd feel good about my child just being brought up in America. I'm not going to lie. Everyone always says that um, it's because America is such a big place why it seems like there's more crime in America than there is in the UK. And yeah, I understand that. But I would just, my soul would feel more settled, I guess, sending my child to school here. Because in America, I feel like there's just no control like there's no control over anyone that crazy stuff happens in america i mean it's 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 mainly the south and you know florida's known for being a crazy place because it's an open carry state so you really don't know what's happening but um from what i've heard places like new york you know a lot of places in the north are very london like because new york is there's there's no um legal guns i believe and you don't really get mass shootings there. But yeah, America for me right now is locked off for a couple decades. I mean, what wait, wait, you got the racism, you got these these mass shootings, you got the police brutality. I, Honestly. I really don't see a reason to go. Hell on earth. I mean, why, 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 I really don't see a reason to go to America. London is pretty good compared to that. We just got a little Brexit problem, but... And a few terrorism attacks every now and then, but yeah, but it's compared than America, compared to the American ones, our terrorism is very light. It is, and also the um, the armed forces they come really quick. Their response time is really quick. What here? Yeah. And how do you know that? Because have you not seen? <laughs> Whenever the terrorism attacks happen, it's within like what minutes? Really? That the um that the police are there. I remember there was that week when, like, all of Europe was kind of going up in smoke. 
I was a, I was a bit worried then. I was like, I don't know what's <laughs> what's gonna happen. But aside from that, in London, I don't. I never feel like I look over my shoulder. I remember a couple of years ago when I went to um uh, Orlando, what is it, Universal Orlando with my brother. Like my mum pretty much put us through boot camp before we left. She was like, if you see a police officer, don't talk to them, don't don't argue in the street. And like, it had me shook being out there because I just didn't know I didn't know what was gonna happen. But um, I mean, what 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 is a school's responsibility if you feel like if you're a headmaster? You see this kid, clearly disturbed. You're getting a lot of reports about him. What's your responsibility? Do you report that to the police? Do you try and help him yourself, or do you just get him out of there? All of the above. All of the above. (laughs) But well, you say he was an ex-student. So what? Did he get kicked out of the school? Yeah, he got kicked out because it was crazy. Well, crazy. comments like. Yeah, and then disturbed or something. He obviously came back with a. A vengeance. A blood clot vengeance. I mean, but as I said, a crazy kid with a knife compared to a crazy kid with a gun. One, you're looking at potentially one death, you know, or injury. And the other one, you're looking at what happened the other day. It's really a tragedy. Get the guns out of there because, you know, I know crazy people with kitchen knives. I ain't scared of them. I laugh. But <laughs> but, but if they had access to, to, to heavy weapons... That that's where we got a bigger deal. Now, let's just get into the rounding off, you know, just talk about some news topics and stuff that um piqued my interest. This one really did. Did you not know in Sweden, um, a political party is aiming to introduce male abortion? No. Didn't even know that, that works. No. Let me explain to you how it works, because it actually makes sense. So the theory is if um, if uh, I think it's within 16 weeks, if a man says to a woman, I don't want this kid, oh, and the woman says, wow. the, wo- the woman says, I do want this kid, the guy can go, male abortion. And what that does is, it relinquishes his legal right to support the child. So he don't have to pay no alimony or nothing. <laughs> However, he also does relieve himself of um of like visitation rights. Like he can obviously see the child, but it's completely up to a mum. So basically, male abortion is just you're cutting yourself out. You're like, I'm not involved. What do you think of that? Wow. Um, right. <laughs> I think that. Okay, so there's two sides to this story. I re- I I think. Go on. There's the one side because um, I know that from hearing like stories from like my brothers yeah there's a lot of crazy girls out there mm-hmm. there's a hell of a lot of crazy girls out there that will do a madness some in this room shut up <laughs> they'll do a madness and say you think that they're on contraception say and they're really not mm-hmm. and then they they're like okay well i have a child now you're gonna have to support him i feel like in that situation that's fair enough i'd love it <sighs> that's fair enough because it's not. It wasn't your choice. Yeah. However. Okay. I believe that if it was a conscious choice, and he decided that you know what, I'm gonna have sex with her, and I'm not gonna protect myself, and oh look, there's a baby, then that's definitely his responsibility because she didn't lie there by herself. But in the same in the same sense, what about the times where they do make the choice, and then the, and the woman's like. 
I don't want this kid, then she has every right to abort herself. And then, the, so, you know, it, I feel like it just puts some of the power back in her hand. It makes it equal. Yeah, but... A bit. But... But? <laughs> I feel like a woman is well within her right to say that she doesn't want to have the child because at the end of the day, she's on that table pushing the child out of there. Yeah, but okay, it's still... And it's not the man. The man's there holding hands. Yeah, but <laughs> he still should have the right to, to say, no, I don't want it. He doesn't. So he has to to go through with it just because the girl wants it. So what what about I mean like he's I've got my whole life ahead of me. Maybe I can't afford a child right now. Then don't then protect yourself. So, so but, but the, mistakes the happen thing is, though. We don't live in like eighteen hundred anymore. We don't live in a third world country. You go to the pharmacy, you get yeah. some condoms, and you sort it out. <laughs> It were, I mean, because the thing is, like, there's a lot of people that just act wild, and then they're confused when there's a baby on the way. I mean, I'm sorry, but I feel like this removes the confusion because I can, I can, I now have the ability to say, you know what, I'm not there. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people will take abuse, like, take advantage of that, and they will abuse that, and they'll just go around having sex with random women and be like, oh, look at the baby. I don't want to be there. Well, but then, then the woman has... I mean, the, you, you still get a baby out of it. Both people... It's a win-win situation. In what sense? In what sense? You lot get the kid. Uh-huh. I get the money. I mean... What well, do you mean you get the money? Well, I mean, as in, I don't have to worry about... Because, again, there's, there's a lot of men out there who are supporting a baby they didn't want. That, that could affect loving the child. If I knew I didn't want you and I'm still being sucked dry, how am I going to love you the same? If I'm not paying for you, then I get to know the kid. And hey, maybe I like him. Well, Zach, but you're really just like neglecting the whole point I made about the fact that you can protect yourself and (laughs) you won't have that problem. The the fact that you got that problem in the first place means that you're being immature (laughs) <laughs> and not thinking about the future, not thinking about the consequences that could that could happen in the future, and when w- once you kind of neglect all of that, mm. it's definitely your fault, and you definitely have to have the child because why should the woman have to do it by herself? Just because you don't have to actually bear the child, you don't have to give birth to the child. But when it's on the other foot, though, it's never an issue. That's my. It's ne- again, if a man really wants a child and a woman doesn't, if she aborts the child, it's never a bad thing. People are like, well, she, she, has, she can make the choice. So all this does is allow men to be able to make the choice as well. So what, what's... So you don't think that men are going to take, like, take advantage of this? You really don't. In your deep, deep down heart, you <laughs> don't how... think they're going to take advantage of this? I mean... It's not, but it's not really taking advantage because if I'm I... I'm saying, once, if the law's passed, yeah. you don't think that a man's going to be like, great, this means just that hopping around I from... can just go around spreading my love <laughs> and have children everywhere and just be like, you know what, actually... But you're not technically having children. Huh? The, the, you're not technically having children, Yeah, but though. the woman has to have the child. And she gets a child out of it. Yeah, yeah, but... She would like the support of someone being there. Of course. Oh. She didn't have the baby by herself, Zach. No, being a guy. Yeah. If, if the guy doesn't bring the condom, then the girl can always just say no. 
Yeah, don't go, about why, that. Why, why How about you close your legs? Exactly. Like, if wow. don't go through it. Don't. Okay. That's what I was making, though. I'm saying that contraception is so readily available that if you... That if you um if you end up in that situation, you end up having a baby. You can't have an immature mind. You have the child, no, or no, you no. both decide to abort it. Yeah, yeah, but you can both decide to abort it. But mainly, it's the woman's choice. Yeah, that that's my that's, point. That's is the that point is, yeah, yeah. Right is. now, it seems lopsided to the woman having the power mm-hmm. when it's a 50, It should be a fifty-fifty choice. Because right now, without this law, say we happen to make a mistake. Um, and we know that it's not mutually beneficial to have a child right now. A woman can be like, eh, I hear what you're saying, but, I ha- but I'm going to have it anyway, and it's your responsibility to take care of us. I don't, okay, okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what kind of women you're talking about. Oh, you know. <laughs> I don't know what kind of women you're talking about, but I don't think that most I don't think that a lot of women would do that, especially in this day and age, because that's a very like medieval kind of mindset that you have a child and the man must look after you. I don't you know, okay? If you have a child, fair enough, during your maternity leave, you may not be working, right? Mm-hmm. You may need someone to help you at that point. But to say that he must fully support the child by himself Well that's what is alimony a totally is. Different thing. But that's what alimony is. It's this money to support the mother and child. So Yeah, but that's that's an extra on top of what she has to support the child. Boy, it's a it's a toughie. It's a toughie. I mean so okay, so just back so just back to the, the political party trying to push this through. Do you think that it's something that will create more harm or more good? Harm? So you don't think it should get pushed through? I don't personally. I don't. And it's not just because I'm a woman I'm saying that. I think that I just believe that men are gonna take advantage of it because say okay as a man yes how great in your head would it be to be able to scream male abortion every single time you messed up and someone's having a child i mean it's gonna be nice isn't it but as a woman how great is it to to that's not gonna be good (laughs) like you know i don't well i don't know i mean hey personally i don't think i would um actually who am i kidding i would yeah but uh, (laughs) I think uh, any guy would. Fair enough. All right, Kevil, what do you think? Do you think the law should pass or not? I don't know. Like, I'm a bit too mind, in two minds about this. I think the law can be passed, but like in my terms, personally, if like if I got a girl pregnant, then I feel it's my obligation to look after the child. So my mindset is... Mature. It, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, you could say it's, it's more. No, I un- I understand yeah. that. I'm I'm just saying that there might be a situation where you made a mistake with a, a girl that you might not want to build a life with, because that does happen. Yeah. Sometimes you, that sometimes you might be interested in a girl for a few hours, but then you wake up and she, you don't want her in your life anymore. <laughs> and if she realizes that and tries to use this baby to keep you around, you should have a so legal right, yeah. a legal way out of that situation. I I agree with that That's as well. Fair. It's just yeah. it's it's hard to to set the boundaries on that. You can't just give the straight freedom of yeah, call yeah. out male abortion straight. Maybe if they well, did, it says sixteen weeks. So if they did do that, maybe mm-hmm. they should have like a limit on it because you shouldn't well, be able like, to just say like, once a year. Like, yeah. No, not like up to ten, but like say it was like extraneous situation circumstances. Yeah, like, yeah. it shouldn't be used. You often. should be able to be able to I don't know give a case 
and for the case to be like heard in a court that's and fair. for them to I think in that case yeah that's fair enough you can't just well go to the doctor surgeon and be like mm, not today yeah. male abortion I mean that's fair but <laughs> just saying there are some women out there who would try you know they might try and shift the narrative be like oh it's, you know I was I was young and foolish and he charmed me and blah 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 but, but I don't know so Jackie what do you think do you think it should go through or not um I don't know like Hearing both sides, I do think, I think if it does, yeah. then it should be regulated. Like China said, definitely have a court procedure and everything because... Boy, they, should, they should just make like an app for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> just wow. press a button. But yeah, I think dude, people would actually, it makes sense. People would take advantage of it if it wasn't regulated. Mm. But then also it does give, um, yeah, it does give men the option to like say, okay, Maybe I don't want this baby or not. Especially in the situation you said, like, if a woman's trying to trap a man with a baby... Which does happen. That's true, it does happen, then... I mean, this would be very useful for, like, you know, sports people or, like, celebrities. Because how often do you hear that story? Or, like, footballers getting trapped and stuff like that. And I think in that situation, then it's fair enough. But not just someone that wants to, you know, spray their seed everywhere. Honestly. Yeah. And fair just want to have fun. Moral of the story is, keep it wrapped up. That's a, that's a good point. Which does bring me to the hot take of the week, which, you know, abortion is always a touchy subject. Um, and I'm not, I'm not really 100% sure one way or the other which way I land on it. Because I would describe myself as liberal, but I do have a lot of traditional values as well. I understand both arguments. I understand that um, women should have a choice to abort a child if that's what they decide is right for them. I get that. However, I also, I believe that um, a child is born from the moment of conception because if, because a lot of people say, oh, you've got to wait for it to be a fetus because then, then it doesn't have a brain cell. But my whole point is from the moment of conception, if you do nothing, that will be a life. So if you look at the, the timeline, I think it's alive from the moment it's, con- it's conceived. And this is really, that's really the main crux of the the pro-abortion and uh, the the pro-choice movements. Personally, I think the solution is you should be able to, you should have the ability to, you know, abort a child whenever you want. But you have to admit that you're killing a baby. If, because that is the main problem. A lot of people don't want to admit that they're killing a baby. If they could just admit that, then no, the other side has no argument because cause you can say, yeah, I am killing the baby, but I want to. <laughs> so my hot take of the week is every abortion should come with a teardrop tattoo. Oh, my goodness. To represent the life that you've just waited. <laughs> wow. What do you lot think about that? I, well, I mean, Maybe I kind of... Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, you go. No, it's, mm. Okay, the other day I spoke to you about this. Right. But we had a bit of a conversation about it. Yeah. And as I said, it's only up to like a certain amount of like weeks. The baby is not even a baby. Because the thing is, if you're saying that. Yeah. In your way of saying it. That would mean that the sperm, meat and the egg, from the time that touches, Mm -hmm. then that's a baby. Yes. But it's not. It is. But it's not. Okay, so China, from the moment the sperm touches the egg, 
if nothing else happens, will a baby pop out? Yeah, in nine months. So yes, so it will. Yes, so the however, fact that so it, however, it's like it's like putting a seed in a piece of soil. Okay. That's a plant because if you do nothing, then a plant's going to grow. If I put the seed in the soil, then stomp all over the soil, I've effectively killed the so plant. Core seed li- living from the time you have the seed. Yes, it's living. It's all about the potential. It's yes, the potential's the thing there. Is, right, Zach, is that as a baby's forming, right? right? A baby has to form a brain. It has to form a heart, lungs, all of its internal organs. Without all of that, it's not living. How do you consider a person? How is a person living? What would you consider a living person? My my whole point is... No, no, no. I want to ask... That's my question. Yeah, here's... What do you consider a living person? Somebody with a soul. With a soul. Yes. Right? And that has what? Who? What, what makes a person live? Their soul. If I, get, if I get a whole bunch of body parts and put them together, it ain't going to live. Have you seen Frankenstein? Zach. What? <laughs> Zach. If you didn't have a heart, if you didn't yeah. have lungs, I'd but you dead. had a soul, would you be alive? Well, no, you wouldn't. That's the answer. You wouldn't be alive. Well, so, what I'm trying to say is, it's not a living being until it has grown all of the bits that it needs. Hold on. So, when you're, right, when you're writing an essay, when you're writing an essay, is the essay just done? Or do you start with an essay plan? Do you start with an intro and then the essay, then it's formed? What I'm saying is without without the the sperm touching the egg, that sets in motion the the the, the um process of a baby. That's true, and like that's fair enough, but like what China said, you're not living until like you have a heartbeat, there's brain activity. It's like let's say a vegetable right yeah. now like someone that's become a vegetable there's no brain activity they're brain dead they're not alive so but but people still keep them alive they keep them alive just because they don't want to let go but so you think it's okay to just kill them well that's a touchy subject but like i think if someone's brain dead there's no coming back from brain dead eh, well have you tried listen <laughs> <laughs> This morning I was pretty much brain dead, <laughs> and I came back. You know, no one avoided me. Well, I don't know. See, but 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 you can see the argument. You lot have kind of made my point. People are way too attached to the notion of killing babies. If you were able to just look in the mirror and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go down to the hospital today and kill me a baby," oh my then nobody can argue with your right to do that. But until you lot admit that then you're going to have a lot of trouble. And that's, that's my whole point. Every abortion should come with a teardrop tattoo. That's the hot take of the week. Now, I'd like to thank you lot for tuning in today. Uh, we went over a little bit, but that's because we, we started a little bit late. Um, as always, it'll be up on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes now uh, on Monday. Look out for it then. And uh, I'll see you lot next week. Peace out.